0: Hi, this is Brittany. And this is Mershawn, and you're watching Hashtag Burst TV. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Burst
1: TV, week 125. Hello, everybody. Welcome to All the Tea on Burst TV, week 125, with Dark Raid Inc., creators Brittany and Mershawn. Now, you two have been creating together for years, shortly after high school, actually. And we will get into all of this tea in just a moment. Now, first, first question that we want to know for you all, Brittany and Morshawn. You all are both from Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Mershon, how long have you been doing this creative work and when did you realize it was something that you wanted to seriously pursue?
2: So for that, it was ever since I was born, basically, because um, I come from like a family of creative people who just have like a long history and never doing anything with the talent that they have and when I found out that um, becoming a a content creator of like animation and stuff when I found out that that could be a job that people could actually do it's like that's been my focus you know for as long as I can remember for me there was no um, plan b or other option or anything like that
1: I dig it, excellent. And Brittany, exact same question for you. How long have you been doing this creative work and when did you realize it was something that you wanted to pursue seriously, that you wanted to seriously pursue?
0: I'd say around elementary school, I've always been a writer. And when I was a kid, I used to write little short stories and draw the pictures in it. And I remember I wanted to be an illustrator. That's the first ever job I heard of where you got to draw something for a living. So I said, I'm going to be a book illustrator. Got a bit bored of that, but I did love drawing still or and writing. And so I kind of leaned into that. And when me and Marshawn hooked up, we just focused on, you know, let's write a story. Let's make a cartoon.
1: I, I dig it. I, I dig it. And you all do the storyboards and, and all of that. And we'll get into all of that as well. Now this question is actually for both of you. So either one of you can answer however you wish to answer. What brought the two of you together as a creative force for Dark Rave Inc. and why is it Dark Rave Inc.? Uh,
0: I can answer that first part. Uh, Again, we knew each other in high school and we were friends, but you know, we worked on smaller projects together like We tried to do a school play, that didn't really work out. We tried to do, you know, a mini movie, that didn't really work out. And when we hit into, you know, after high school, I went off to college. And then about a week before I went off to actually basic training on the Air Force, Mershon met up with me by chance completely. And he was like, you know what, I have this story I wanna do. Uh, You're about to leave soon, but before you go, I just want you to hear it out. I went to his house. We, he read me this entire, I swear I was at his house for almost like six hours where he just went through this entire comic book storyline. Just like, I had a migraine afterwards. It's just like, I have faith in this. I want to do this with you. Wait for me. I'll be back in like six to eight months. When we get, when I get back, we can run on this. And since then, we've just been partners. Nice.
1: I, I dig it. Creative millennials coming together to make magic happen. Now, Mershon, it's it's my understanding you had an answer for the second part, as
2: far as the yes. origin of the actual name. So the name came from a, a comic that I used to write when I was around the time when I first got that initial spark to say, okay, I can draw. But now it's like, let's get to the part where I'm actually making my own characters and my own story and stuff. So the first thing I came up with for the comic was like the finishing move for the main character. It was called the dark Rave blast. Basically I just stole a comment. But you know, it, it, and for me, it was, that was basically the Genesis uh, the fact that I made an entire story by myself um, with all these characters and things. And it's like, That was the genesis, so when I decided, hey, let's make this an actual company, I wanted the name to be, you know, basically what got us started. And I chose Dark Rim because it's it's, it's a cool name for me. Nice. Uh, Yeah.
1: You know, that, that, uh, it's funny. Made me think of the fact that that's how Danity Kane got their name because Dawn actually was also a cartoonist who created and she came up with the cartoon, Danity and then like, anyway. Oh, all right, okay. So you're not only visual creative artist for dark gray Ink, you also script write and all around perform and act and all around perform. Now for each of you, so this is going I'm asking each of you individually, for each of you, what is the most pleasing about all of these crafts? And anyone can answer first, it doesn't matter for this.
0: Uh, I can answer. For me, what I love most is if I have a dream or have an idea, I can write down exactly what it is or you know, have more time draw it. And if I show it to somebody, that's exactly what I saw. There's no interpretation of it. There's no, I have to explain every detail to you. It's what I put on paper is real at that point. It, I don't know, it just feels like my imagination becomes real. I can show people what I see in the world, how I see the world and how I view certain aspects with no issues or no third parties or anything like that.
1: Okay, nice, Mershon.
2: She's still my answer. I'm gonna have to piggyback off of everything she said, but I'm gonna add to it. It's just the fact that um, it's very pleasing to just be able to get something out of your head. Cause like you know, when we're writing scripts, it's like you have to give these characters like the voice. You have to show the scenes when you're talking to people. You have to give. Uh you, you you basically have to create what what you feel and what you see in your head. And it's like it's just really cool to see that. It's like undescribable uh, like how just amazing that is. And it it is also like a confidence boost every time a character or a script comes out exactly the way you want it.
1: Nah. Very cool. You know, bringing ideas to life. Both of you were along those same lines. And that is amazing. Yes, because that's exactly what we do as young millennial creatives. We bring our ideas to life. Absolutely. Now, this next question is, it's for both of you to the extent that either one of you can answer it or together Answer, you know, kind of like when NSYNC says, hey, we're and they all say it together. Anyway, kind of like that. So, please give our Burst TV family a quick sip of all the tea on Dark Rave Inc.'s animated series following twins Mary and Juzo. Did did I say that correctly? I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, everyone gets it wrong.
1: Oh, my God. I apologize. Well, um, and I'm sh- sure you'll, you'll say it right. And other Dark grave ink content because you all don't only follow those two twins. It looks like you all have other content like comic strips and stuff like that. So again, it's up for whoever answers how you all answer together.
0: Well, right now, Dark Ray is is the house of Marie and Juzo, which like you said is about two twins and their babysitter Riley as they go on these multiple dimension adventures trying to find the missing Dr. Frankenstein. And that's something that me and him are like passionate about, that's our creation, but we're also working with other teams to help them make their cartoons as well, such as the cartoon Sheepish, which is in development, and the other cartoon uh, Descendants. So those are still in production, so we can't really talk much about them, but our Twitter has all of that information on it. But right now, the focus is on Marie and Juzo, and we're trying to outreach into comics as well, featuring the twins.
1: Very cool. Oh, oh, Okay, so you're saying that not only the cartoon, but there will be a comic of Murray and Juzo. Yes, Yes, we are in the
2: production of that now. Yeah, because the way we have the story structured it's there's some free time, there's certain characters who can flush out more, and we thought that, you know, if there's not enough time in the show, then there's no reason why we can't further explore the world or the backstory of the characters and stuff in comics. And we found, you know, we, we we found a lot of uh, different comic book artists that we got our eye on and we're kind of working with one now. So it's like yes, you're going to get like the full experience of like the world that uh, we're creating for Marie and Julie.
1: Nice. And, and, and that's very cool how so it sounds like what you're saying is the comic affords you the opportunity to expand upon the world of Mary and Jusa.
0: yeah Yes.
1: Make it even bigger. Very cool. Very cool. I, I love it. Like I said, I love creative millennials. I, I, I just I just love it. We're super cool. Anyway, so what are the main steps you are doing to bring an animated series from just an idea to an actual audience? And what are the options? And I personally wanted to throw in here, remember to support Dark Brave Inc. on Patreon because doing this work, it's not free. So, and now you can tell more about the work.
2: So what we're doing in terms of steps is, for starters, we're trying to uh, we're reaching out to other creators to talk and learn from them and see, you know, uh, what was their journey like, so we can see, like, okay, well that work for this person. Let's see if we can try it. The other thing is, it's just saving money. It's um, it's trying to make content for the Patreon and then eventually move on to doing things where we could put on like a YouTube channel. And the ultimate thing is that uh, we're going to try to do a Kickstarter because we feel like that that might be the uh, biggest thing to do uh, or, or the quickest to help us get there. And yeah, can't really talk about uh, uh, the next step yet, but uh, hopefully tomorrow goes well. I'll just leave it, I'll just leave it at that.
1: I I I apologize. I, I It sounds like you said, hopefully,
2: who knows well? I, I said, hopefully, tomorrow goes well. We have a meeting with someone tomorrow. And if that goes well, then uh, there might be some stuff coming.
1: Very cool. Congratulations. We love hearing about meetings. That sounds like you all are, are just really making things happen. But I, I, I take it you, you can't tell us too much about it and that's okay. Now, Brittany, did you want to add anything to
0: that? Uh, We've learned that the best way to go forward for us is just to take it step by step. Like animation is one of the most expensive things to try and jump into. Just one episode can be 500,000 to almost a million dollars. You're drawing for one minute of a episode, you're drawing what, 60 pictures? Or no, for one minute, yeah, you're drawing about 60 pictures and they're barely even moving. So that's right. kind of what we're kind of dealing with. And we're trying to take it step by step of hiring individual people, trying to get in touch with people who are just getting started to try and get them experience, but also to kind of, we're not jumping in where the we're not paying thousands of dollars on somebody, but we're, you know, testing out people. I think we've gone through like storyboarders already, uh, voice actors, music people. So we're just trying to do a step-by-step to b- get the building blocks for the episode.
1: Very cool. Now, and this is outside of the questions, but don't you all also do some of the, the voice acting y- yourselves? Very cool. All right. All right. Now this question. And this is another for both of you to answer together. What's the main thing that you want our Verse TV family to learn about Dark Rave Inc and its trajectory? What's,
2: what, what's next? What do you all do, et cetera? Um, I think the next step for us is for starters, get off the ground and create a platform. And use that platform not just to promote ourselves, but try to help and promote like other people, uh, other other creators. Because, like you said, this isn't easy to do. And it's not necessarily a talent thing, because, you know, there's, we see it all the time, there's a lot of, like, a lot of talented people, far more qualified than us who you know, they just don't have that, you know, they don't have that standing or or, or, or that voice. And it's like, all they need is just for somebody like give them a little push. And I understand that right now where we are, you know, we're, you know, we don't have that uh, standing yet, but it's just that um, we're going to be working towards that. And we want to help people of all different races, voices, backgrounds, get a chance to, get their creative ventures out there and also um we just want to tell a lot of fun and fun and amazing stories very cool
1: and Brittany, did, did you want to add to that
0: oh he said it all that's nice. basically our pitch
1: nice all right you know that, that i i just saw a post by a uh, bb judy and she she was like, stop saying that that you can't do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. You know, and, and that's kind of, kind of what it sounds like you all are saying. You know, it's important to encourage people that it, it, it's not so much the talent, but you just have to, in addition to having the talent, you have to just do it. You know, yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Oh, right. Now, Brittany. And these, this is as we're segueing into the more generalized questions for everybody. But Brittany, what's the best advice that you would like to share with our Verse TV family today?
0: Uh, the best advice I can share is if you have something that you want to do, just try it. It doesn't matter if you have the money to do it or not. Uh, you can do a lot of things on the cheap. When we got started, we paid a guy straight out of college about $1,000 to just give us a proof of concept for Marie and Juzo, just to see, you know, is this even something that would be fun to look at or anything like that? And, you know, connect with people. Every answer will be no if you don't at least try. You know, we've gotten in contact with people way above our pay grade and status just because we decided, you know what, let's just send them a DM, the other DMs open. Let's just see it, see what happens. And we've met a lot of amazing people who have helped us a lot of like looking over our script, talking to us about the industry and how much thing costs, trying to get us in touch with people already in the industry to, you know, talk to them. And it's just like, you never know where you're going to go if you do not try.
1: I love it. A- a- absolutely. And Mershon, that exact same question for you. What's the best advice you would like to share with our Verse TV family today? Um, The best
2: advice that I could give is it's not easy and things don't happen immediately. It's not a marathon. I I mean, it's not a race, it's a marathon. And it's that... You know, like Brittany said, um, if you just don't do it, it's never gonna happen. If we were to stop trying to make Dark Ray the thing, then it's just never gonna happen. No one's gonna magically come across it. It's like you have to put in the time, you have to put in the work, and you have to learn and adapt because that's how we did it. You know, like we went through different scripts, characters got tweaked. Uh, certain characters got uh, removed or we had to put them back on the drawing board to make them better. It's, you just have to keep going and sooner or later it's going to pay off for you. It's just, you know, don't look at oh, this person did it and uh, they just did it and they got it through their stuff like yes, I mean, uh, tomorrow but I was doing it for five years. It's like you can't think that way. You just have to keep on doing what you're doing and improve on what you're working on. And it'll work out in you.
1: Excellent. Absolutely. So for this section, I will ask each of these questions go to each of you. Now, the order that you both answer it in, it's up to you all. But every question that I ask here, it's going to both of you all oh, right and the first question at verse tv we're an lgbt plus and ally social media millennial collective and we, we care about many issues related to lgbt plus allies and millennials in general because we're all millennials anyway first question if you had all of the money power necessary what would you do change that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community?
0: Okay, I guess I can start it off. Um, Let's see, the only thing I can really think of, I, I try not to think too large scale because there's always things in the middle that you can't think of, so I like to just think about what can you do in your local communities What can you do in your local, you know, towns? And something I wish I always had when I was a kid was in smaller towns. Because I, you know, grew up in Euclid, Ohio, which is a lot smaller than, you know, Cleveland and all that. You know, people don't even know we exist. Our downtown is probably like three buildings, really, and a whole bunch of restaurants or fast food places. And I just wish when I was a kid, there was some type of community for LGBT because I didn't know that I knew I was gay but I didn't ha- see anything besides on TV. You know, there was, you know, the pride parade and coming from a black background, family is not a fan of any of that. So I just wish there was somewhere I could have gone to where, you know, I can hang out with people my age or a little bit older than me. That's, you know, take me under the wing or at least just show me around. I could talk to about how I'm feeling about things. So if I had unlimited money, I'd put in a lot more communities, you know, outreach programs, LGBT and ally programs and things like that. Just to help our youth.
1: I love it. Absolutely. I'll also say I'm in Euclid. But anyway, because I I, I just moved here. But yes.
2: So, Mershon? So for me, it would be I would try to sort of figure out maybe a program or try to normalize uh, the LGBT community to more people pos- as possible because it's the thing that always bothers me is when people kind of go out of their way to talk down or make fun of people just for being, you know themselves. And it always baffles me that, you know, that's a thing. It's like, let this person live the life how they choose to live it. You know, they're not hurting you. They're not bothering you. They're just living. And it's like it, you know, that's something that always affects me. So I would try to figure out a way to either help minimize that or, Try to help normalize it or educate, you know, those people. I know you can't educate everybody because some people just aren't willing to change. But there are people that are on life the, who just don't know, who who, who who just never met, you know, someone different than them. And it's like, you know, just give that person real, you know, experiences or real testimonials from people. Like, just spread the word out so you know it can help minimize, you know, the Uh, the bad people or or the bad um, takes on other people's lives and stuff.
1: Nice. Education is important and community centers, that's important as well. They actually work hand in hand, so very cool. All right. Now, this next question starts with a quote, and the quote is, ask not where I live, or what I like to eat, or how I comb my hair. But ask me, what am I living for in detail? Ask me, what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for? And that's a quote by Thomas Merton. Now, the question that I'm going to ask both of you is, what is your goal in life and what is slowing you from achieving that goal? And again, any order, but both of you ultimately.
0: Okay. Uh, right now, my goal in life is just to tell a story that resonates with me and can resonate with people You know, past me. that My stories will be remembered past me. You don't got to remember, oh, Brittany created this, but you do, I do want you to remember Marine Juzo was a thing And it was one of my childhood cartoons or just a cartoon I really liked. And I think the biggest thing that's keeping me from it is money. Root of all evil, money. And I I, I push past it anyways. Not going to put myself into debt, but I'll skirt that line. But I'm going to try my damnedest to make everything possible, no matter how hard it is now.
1: I love it Be- because it pays off in-, in-, in the end, you know? Just just got to try. Got to put in that work. I know what
2: you're talking about. Marshawn. So for I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of what you said, but I want to add to it that uh, I want to tell quality, of course, because so you can have both. I want to tell as many different stories as I possibly can in as many different mediums. And that's because you know growing up my most favorite parts of like high high school and just school in general was those moments where i would go to the lunchroom and i would sit down with my, my friends and we would talk about like hey did you you know read this comic or did you see what happened on tv and it was it was fun to be able to come up with theories and stuff like that with uh, people it, it it just it helped me get through, you know, school, and I would love to give that back to other people and help inspire them, and also give them that little break from the reality that they're living in, right? Now.
1: I I love it. Bring bring the joy, bring the joy to them. I, I love it. Oh oh, right now, this question is our fun little. Question and the question is What is your hashtag deepest tea i.e., something that you've never shared on media before, but something that you are willing to share, of course, you know, and same thing, whatever order.
0: Okay, uh, again, I'll go first. Um, never actually told anyone this, and I can't get in trouble for it. I'm out of the military. But when I was in basic training, very, very close to not passing my final physical exam, like I, I knew I could do the bare minimum on the run, which was like a mile and a half for like 14 minutes. I can do the bare minimum of that, but those pushups and sit-ups, I'm going to kill myself. I was lucky enough to have somebody, because they, um, I guess somebody got hurt that day. So the drill sergeants weren't really looking at us. And the person I was exercising with doing my tests with, she gave me a couple extra sit-ups that actually made me pass. Because if I would have flunked that, I was washing back like eight weeks. That's eight more weeks in hell. So never really let that slip, but uh, they can't do anything. I left.
1: Uh, all right. Well, y- you know, I- I- I'm always amazed by the work and effort of those in the military. I, I know I have military, family, and, and the, the strength of you all is amazing. All right. And Mershon, your
2: deepest tea? So uh, I had one that was actually involved in tea, but I found a better one. Um, so it was, I'm gonna say 10th sophomore year at high school. Uh, the, the seniors did a prank where they put chicken grease on the stairs. And I was one of the people who fell down the stairs. They got in trouble and the school cleaned it up. But a second group of, um, of, of seniors put more chicken grease on the same flight of stairs. And I saw, I physically saw them do it. Uh, I was walking with a friend and we were heading back to those stairs. And I was trying, I don't remember exactly what he said to me, but I was trying to tell him, like, hey, let's not go down these stairs. And he said something that insulted me. So I said, you know what, why don't we take a little trip? Why don't we go down these special flights of stairs? And he fell. And the, the, <laughs> and I was so elated with myself. I was so happy that I forgot there was chicken grease on the stairs and then I fell down the stairs because I was trying to see if he okay. Oh my God. Uh, wow. But yeah, sometimes being victim doesn't pay off. That is quite a
1: story. At least you went to help him out and see what, what could be done even though you know he said the insulting thing. So you were like, why don't you go on and Take a trip, you know, but yeah, that's cool. All all right, it's good that that you want to see about your friend. Now, this part, question number four of five, what are some of the stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up and how did you overcome?
0: I feel like the first stumbling block we made was Thinking we were perfect. Um, very early on, our first iteration of this script was, you know, very basic. I think it was 30 minutes long. It was bloated. We thought we were the hottest thing out there. script is the best. Everyone we talked to said it's amazing. It's super funny. You know, I think we even did a little animatic of it, trying to shop it around to other places and one day we just like, you know what we got a we just made a new friend who was recommended by you know somebody in the industry that we got in touch with why don't we show him our script he's gonna praise us too. it'll be amazing he tore us apart uh he probably gave us the best advice i've ever received but like in the moment i just remember just being like we're shit we were horrible that was the worst thing i've ever written and it's just like it was hard because looking back at it, it was, we can make tweaks to it that might make it better. It's, it's still not there. There's still just things wrong with it. And so we went back to the building box. We completely scrapped that original first episode. We said, okay, everything about it doesn't even exist. Nope, we're not even touching that. Start off new try something else. And that taught us that no matter how good you think something is, it's not, there's always faults with it. And it is okay to start over. There's been so many scripts nowadays that we're working that we've just said, you know, this isn't working. You know, we like the idea, but the flow is not right. The characters aren't right. Motivations don't make sense. This might be too expensive to do on our budget So where we just scrap it and try it again. And nine times out of 10, we love it more even though it takes like three months to make one script nowadays. Not even joking, it's taking us like three months, but I think we came out better for it.
1: Nice, nice. You know, it, it's, it's funny. You mentioning that reminded me uh, years ago when Solange Knowles was a kid and she was talking about how working with her sister Beyonce, she's like, Beyonce is such a perfectionist, she makes me think that I, I, I never make a good song a day in my life, but, you know, clearly you just have to keep, keep at it, keep doing it. And, you know, now we produce that thing that, that's amazing. All right,
2: Marshawn. Uh, The biggest one, and I think it affects a lot of people, it's being uh, creatively blocked. Because, you know, I draw every day, or I write something down every day, and there be, there's times where it's like, I can't do anything, I can't, I can't sketch, I can't draw, I can't write, and it's like, it's so frustrating, because it's like, you want to do it, but you just can't. And I now learned that when, because before that didn't happen to me, because, uh, we weren't like, you know, actively uh, doing this. It was more like a hobby, but now that it's starting to feel and turn more into like a job, now it's like, you know, I never dealt with this before, but now I I, I know that the best way to handle it is just when that time comes, just take it. That's just your creative juices telling you that, you know, we need to take some time to replenish and you just need to, just enjoy stuff. Enjoy other types of media. Enjoy some music. And, you know, when it comes back, it's going to come back. And, you know, you'll, you'll be back on the horse. This is just temporary. So, like, that's been my biggest thing.
1: I, I love it. And, yeah, sometimes you just have to take some time to replenish. And that will refresh your juices, allowing you to come back even better than before. I love it. Last question for our tea questions, for both of you. What are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule for your work?
0: Uh, for the legacy, or what I want my legacy to be is I created something that stuck with somebody. Again, my name does not need to be attached to it, but my work is remembered. I know a lot of people can't offer name the, you know, Arthur, the creator of Superman, but we all know Superman. We all, you know, connect with him. We all know his story. Same thing with Batman. A lot of people can't name, you know, who Batman's creator was, but it's like, I don't need you to know it. I just need my creation to live past me and just be something, you know, that can help somebody else. And if it's in my obituary that you know I created *Marine Jews* or I was a you know co-owner of *Dark Ray*, cool. That's the only recognition I need. But if my work stands past me and lives past me. That is the best thing that can ever happen.
1: I love it. I-, I love it and can help inspire people and help people to just just know what you created. Something that you created.
2: I I, I love it,
1: Mershon
2: my answer is going to make me sound selfish from what she just said. I just think she was going to give that great of an answer. Uh, I want to, uh, hey, I want to just make, I just want to make characters and stories. I don't need my name on it. Caveat, I don't need my name on it. I, I, I just want to create something to make people happy. The only thing that I would want with my name on it is uh, there's like pictures that go around where it's like you see the creator and then you see them like surrounded around like everything like all the characters that they created like Stan Lee. You have him, the Avengers, X-Men all around him and it's like this guy, this one guy or um, I know he had a partner but you know they did this. They made all this stuff and it's like that is inspiring for people to say that, you know, I have more in me than just one thing, or I can, that could be me one day. So I would love to have somebody else make that for me because I do not know how to do Photoshop.
1: Okay, all right, excellent, lovely. All all right, And, and, and I get it, having that memory and you mentioned Stan Lee, and I, I'm familiar with Stan Lee as well. And yes, you know th- that would be cool—a uh, picture of you with all of your creation alive around your around you. That is cool. All oh, right, now please tell our Verse TV family where you can—you all can be found on social media. I know that that you're on Instagram and I know that you mentioned your Twitter is also filled with information and you all have a Patreon as well. Support, support, support. So let us know where we can find you all.
0: Yeah, so our Twitter is ink underscore Rave and our Instagram is just Dark Rave Inc. And I believe our Patreon, again, is just Dark Rave Inc. You can find us on almost all platforms under that handle. Um, and if you can just support us there, we'd really appreciate it. And in the future, we're actually gonna, I think Marshawn said it earlier, we're gonna have a YouTube channel. We're gonna put one of our secret projects on there as well. And that'll be under Dark Rave Inc as well.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you all very much. Again, this has been week 125, Birth TV, All the Tea, I'm Aaron Mack, and I am here with Brittany and Mershon of Dark Rave Inc. Thank you all very much, and we will turn off the live.